We all love the sound of money, and a $1,500 sign-on bonus sounds even better. That's right, Belicio Foods of Jackson is offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus to new employees. Receive an extra $100 your first six weeks, then $400 after day 90, and $500 after day 180. Don't wait. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers today. That's BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Come work for a company who truly values their employees. Come work for Belicio Foods. It's time to reveal the prize and clue start dates for Cycle Search 2022, presented by Total Media, along with the Tri-State Power Sports Superstore, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. This year's prize is a KO250 dirt bike, along with an accessory package valued at over $4,500. That's right, a KO250 dirt bike. Clues begin on Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. There'll be one clue each day, Monday through Friday, till the prize pack is found. Pack is hidden somewhere in the listening area. Be safe when searching, and good luck. It's Cycle Search 2022, sponsored by Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. Nothing beats March Madness. The pure sound of a swish, the rattle of a slam dunk, the fans on their feet for the big moments. And the action just keeps getting better until a national champion is crowned. Hear all the action with Westwood One's exclusive coverage of this year's NCAA tournament right here. Well, happy morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, Jennifer here to start off your morning with some awesome guys, and they are here to talk about, well, some fun things, and that is our friends from the State Highway Patrol. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're so happy to have you here. So they checked my record. They said that I was pretty okay and that they could um, they could be here with me and not cuff me. So. That's right. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't checked extensively. So. <laughs> no, we are just kidding about that. But uh, welcome to the program. I guess uh, first off, if you would, introduce yourselves and tell everyone what your part is uh, at the Jackson Post. Uh, my name is Russ Landrum. I'm the Sergeant Assistant Post Commander at the Jackson Post right now. I, uh, I'm on nights. Um, Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a good time. It's, it's actually what I prefer. <laughs> really? Uh, two little kids keep me busy, so gotcha. that allows me to be able to attend their stuff during the day. But um, I'm a native to Jackson. Graduated from Wilson in 04. Okay. Um, went to Rio Grande. Uh, kids still go to Jackson schools here, so um, yeah. Very good. He doesn't. He doesn't like to talk about himself. I, I can tell. <laughs> he, he's a superstar. Uh, I'm more fortunate to have him here. I'm Lieutenant Aaron Morgan. I'm the post commander of the Jackson Post. Uh, I came here in September of, the, of last year. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a native of Chillicothe, okay. so I really can't. I, I was said it earlier. I, I would really like to plug my Chillicothe football team, but it's probably not appropriate right now. Hey, listen. <laughs> it's your microphone. You can do whatever you like. No, I should probably hold off. Yeah, keep myself back. out of trouble. <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, yeah, like I said, I've been here since September. It's, yeah, uh, well, welcome. Thank you. It's a dream come true. Uh, you know, you don't get this opportunity very often in the Highway Patrol, and I've been very fortunate to to have this opportunity. And I'm working with some the people, the men and women that we work with at that post are absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of the a lot of our posts, probably I don't know nine out of the eleven are are Jackson or Benton County natives. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is pretty neat. Uh, so they know the people that they're working around. 
they know who to call. I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, and and that helps um, in a way, I think, because you kind of know the situations in the community, and uh, you know certain characters, you know mm-hmm. areas, you know all of that stuff. If you so need that help, would, you know who to call. No. You know, that's it's, right. It yeah. sounds kind of funny, but if a cow gets out or something, you know the farmer to call. To, You're right. You know, it sounds really silly, but those little little uh, benefits of knowing the area. It pays dividends. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, uh, I, I agree with you. I talk with some of my friends from, like, college, things like that. They're from bigger cities, and they're like, you all are just weird. <laughs> you know, like, you drive down the road, <laughs> and everybody waves and whatever. I'm like, yeah. It's like, and then you go to the big city, and you wave at people, and they're, like, going to kill you. Right. <laughs> they're running down the street from you. But anyway, uh, no, it, it is very helpful. So, all right. So tell everybody a little bit about both of you as far as your background in law enforcement, if you would. Um, I started my, my law enforcement career, if you will, uh, in, in uh, 09. I uh, started down in uh, the prison in, in Lucasville. Oh. Uh, yeah. Started Ooh. down there in 2009. I worked down there from 09 to 15. Yes. Um, Heard stories. I, I did that. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough place. It's, it's, yeah. It's a rough place. Yeah. But kind of got stagnant down there, and I wanted to do something else with my life, and that kind of uh, um, drew my attention towards uh, law enforcement. And uh, that's whenever I entered the patrol in '15, uh, entered Patrol Academy in March of '15, uh, graduated from there in September of that year. Um, after graduation, went on the Gallia County, working at the Gallia Police Post for uh, the last seven years as a patrolman. As a patrolman, okay, yes. And then uh, recently promoted the sergeant up here in January of this year. So, well, very good. How about you? I'd like to see you get to pick the good guys out, but I didn't have any choice. He's amazing, and I'm very lucky to have him <laughs> with me. I wish I could say I had some pool, and I was like, I want that guy. I but want I didn't. that. I handpicked yeah. this guy. <laughs> I wish. No, he was he was cream of the crop. I mean, you know, it's very it's very great to have him here. Uh, so I am I am like I said originally from Ohio. When I right out of high school, I joined the Navy. I left the oh. country. I got out of here. Well, thank you. Yes, yes, yeah. ma'am. Thank you. Uh, I served seven years in the Navy, and then uh, as a young kid, I knew I wanted to be a state trooper. I really? Remember, oh, you knew? since like twelve, I knew that. That's so cool. So, yeah, my uncle—I I was third generation Navy, and my uncle was a sheriff's deputy in Ross County. So I thought I'm going to—I'm going to come back, and I want to be a state trooper. You know, uh, just the uniform, the look. Well, back then, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys, probably, but. So back I then, doubt it. <laughs> back then, I thought there was a height requirement to be a state trooper. So I didn't know. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know. It used to be six foot or over six foot to be a what? state trooper. Yeah. It was that way for a long time. Yeah, they're, they're kind of full, too, because my, my seat's a lot lower than yours. Yes. It's I'm hard, not as tall as I look. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So and when I found out there wasn't a height requirement, you know, I finished my time in the Navy, and I joined in 2005. I joined the Highway Patrol, um, the Academy. The Academy is six months. I mean, it's very vigorous. Okay. Uh, it's a hard process. It's hard to get into, it's, isn't it? Like, it's very hard to get in. That's what I've heard. It's very hard to get in. Uh, but but once you're in, you know, you put your mind to it. You know, it's a tough process at the academy. It's almost like a, uh, it was, it's almost like a, a boot camp. I was going to say, I mean, your military background would certainly have helped you with that it because did. I feel like it would be a like a boot camp. It was. It, it was tough. I uh, made it through there. Um, and then I went to Finley for a year. Okay. Uh, Finley's way away from here. It's really you, flat. Yeah, you can't get there. It's really windy. You can, but it takes a couple of days. <laughs> but I was fortunate. There were some great people that I worked with up there as well. Uh, my coach just retired. Uh, so, we, so when you get come out of the academy, you have a coach, a guy that trains you how to be a trooper. Oh. And my my coach was a uh, was a father of two, and 
I lived with him for a couple months till till I got on my own, till I you know got on the road. That's so cool. It was kind of neat. Yeah. The family atmosphere with this organization is is great. Uh, so then uh, I came to Chil- came back to Chilcotti in 2007. I was a trooper there f- till 2015. Uh, there was a stint where I got to teach at the academy for a while, which was very very fun. Ooh, that would be neat. Yeah. So like Top Gun. It is. Yeah, you go back to the. Well, You're I like Tom Cruise. <laughs> About the same height as Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, I probably tower over him. Uh, so, <laughs> so in 2015, I got promoted to go back to the academy as a sergeant and teach self defense and. And do some operational stuffs with the new with the new cadets coming through there. Awesome! It was so neat. You know, it, yeah, teachers don't get any don't get as much credit as they deserve. Uh, watching somebody grow and become, you know, just kind of flower from what from what they came in to yeah. to being a police officer. It was an amazing time for me at the at the academy to teach there. And then uh, came back to came to Jackson for a little bit. Let's stop right there. Went back fast. to Chilcotti. You gotta mention the fact the very first class, <laughs> the very first class you taught was probably the best class, right? Yeah, I was that I yours? Know, that was my class. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that's where we were going with yeah. that. Yeah, that's so, kind of funny, though. Is, yeah, that, so they, that is like really, like, I don't know. That's like karma or something. So when I talk about the flower, literally, I'm this flower. guy is one of those. He was like a seed, and I got him, and I we got to just groom him into the, the yeah. stud that he is now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a perfect example. It you was, did well. Was, yes, we got, we got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, gave him the right amount of water. <laughs> no, it, it, this is the perfect example of that. This is what I was talking about. Uh, there's so many stories I could tell you about guys that are girls that you didn't think they, they could run from here to the other side of the street. They were putting yep. in, you know, two, three miles, and, you know, academically they were f- flourishing. It's just it's so amazing to teach in an atmosphere like that. Sure. So then I came back down here. Uh, I came to Jackson as a, an assistant post commander, worked midnights uh, for a couple years. Went back to Chillicothe as a midnight sergeant over there. And then August of this year, I was promoted to be the post commander here. Well, welcome. Thank you so much. Dream come true, I'm telling you. All this, everything after becoming a trooper has been a bonus in my career. Aww. It's been so neat. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Love that. So I can't even imagine the challenges that you all face. But, um, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, things are, are have been a little rocky. And, and we don't want to get into that. But, you know, in the news, that kind of thing. But, um so you all, we just want to thank you for, for the job that you do, because, um, you know, I, I can tell you that my experiences with the highway patrol have, cause I'm a good girl, <laughs> have been blown out tire, stop, help fix, ran out of gas, not me, but someone <laughs> I was driving with gave gas mm-hmm. to, to be able to get to the next gas station. Um, another blown out tire vehicle broke down, you know, and it's like, not like five seconds before I feel like a highway patrolman is, is pulling up. And, and, you know, those are the things that you really are there for. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's to help mm, people. Absolutely. So thank you for that. You know, when you're a girl by yourself alongside uh, the highway, it's terrifying. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when somebody pulls up, you're like, Oh, Thank you. Absolutely. And we have young. We both have young daughters. So I mean, yeah. I just hope one day that somebody's there for our kids. Exactly right. One of us right. is there for to help them. You know. Yeah, and and so that's what I think of when I think of of you all is, um, you know, helping. And and I've seen so many instances where where somebody's been there to help. So I did want to thank you for that because I know you probably don't get that enough. Oh, we do. Uh, we do a lot. Yeah, in this area we do. Good. We really, really do. It's, this is such a great community. That Ross County, Vinton County, Jackson County. It's we're very fortunate where we're at. 
Well, very good. So you are appreciated. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about, and this confuses me. So what is like, and I don't think jurisdiction is the right word, so you can correct me on that, but what are the duties of like highway patrolmen versus sheriffs versus local police? Like, could you clarify that a little bit? So jurisdiction probably is, excuse me, is the right word. Oh, um, okay. Within the Jackson Police Department, uh, for the most part, they're limited to their police powers within the city of Jackson. Okay. Um, now they can, if something takes, if they're following somebody or chasing somebody, uh, their jurisdiction can extend a little bit, but most of their, for primarily their jurisdiction is to take care and serve the citizens of Jackson, the city of Jackson. Okay, so or Wellston, or, or if the Wellston, you know, right. whomever. Yeah, the local police department basically is in, is handled as responsible for that local uh, line around the city. Makes sense. Yeah, and the sheriff's department for that county, their jurisdictions all over that county, and the, okay. and there are, uh, like I said, there are exceptions to every rule. There's marshal services and stuff like that, but primarily the sheriff's department handles the county that they're assigned to. Okay. Um, with the highway patrol, you know, which could also be within the city. Which can be yes, exactly. with the sheriff's department, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. With us, you know, I've worked. We worked in different counties. I I travel through almost three counties every day, so I can stop and help somebody, or stop and write a citation, or handle a crash, or investigate a crime in any of those three counties, and I have jurisdiction in that county on the roadways. Oh, so don't think you're going to cross the <laughs> county lines and they have to stop. <laughs> no. We'll like call the, the next hazard guy. or something. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hazard County. That's, right. that's what it was. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun if that you could just drive around oh, like yeah. that all the time? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. So that's, okay, so you actually can travel from county to county yes. on the highways yes. like kind of thing. Okay. Right. So we, And we handle – so the state patrol is also responsible for um, security for the governor, um, the state house, the state building, any building that's uh, state-owned, state property – we're responsible for security and safety at those buildings buildings as well. Okay. Uh, the rest area, we investigate crimes at the rest area. If someone were to uh, break something or have a crash in the rest area, that's our responsibility as well. Parking rides, things like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, so would you be – so where do you all fit in within, like, within the city limits and things like that? I mean, still, you're, you have – you're good – you can work within that as well, I assume. Yes, as long as it's a public roadway. We're, we're, we're okay. able to work on public roadways, U.S. routes, state routes, county roads, okay. township roads. We're, we stay on the roads. So don't think <laughs> that you're going to, like, get off on some gravel road no. and, and they can't follow you. Especially cause... our guys around here. They're pretty good on those gravel roads. <laughs> oh, yeah, See, hey, that goes back to the growing up here <laughs> That's and, right. and knowing the area. Don't, yes. don't think that the beer drinking roads, they don't know about it because they do. That's right. All right. Um, so, okay. So you guys kind of have the the whole gamut of, uh, you have a bigger, wider um, area to cover. And, it, and it's more limited. We don't handle uh, property crimes on private property. Um, you know, if there's something that happens inside of residences, we don't, we, we don't go into, into homes or unless we're called for backup, called to help because, sure. because of the manpower, uh, you know, everybody's low in manpower right now. I don't know if it's pandemic retirements. It's, just we're we're all, we're all pretty low in manpower. I was going to ask you about that too at, at some point um, because I know you know uh, our Jackson newly appointed Jackson Police Chief Brett Amazing Pinch, man. great man. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, was in the other day and we were talking about that and you know being low on manpower and at one point they were just like having 
one person on mm-hmm. shift at all times right. with somebody on call. And, you know, that's not okay. Scary. That's, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess we could break for a minute and talk about the manpower situation. Um, is that the highway patrol as a whole? Uh, is it law enforcement as a whole? Or think, is it just our area? It's nationwide. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, we are from, we're every trooper at our post is contacting people uh, at least once a week. Uh, giving them our recruitment information. There's a the Highway Patrol's website's a great uh, point of contact to get in to apply. Anybody from 20 to 35 years old can apply to be a state trooper. Oh, okay, uh, that's yeah. a good, good yeah. thing to know. And it's and it's an amazing career. I mean, you know, the the healthcare. I guess I'm out <laughs> in a couple of years, right? <laughs> I like him. <laughs> healthcare, uh, you know, the benefits, everything that comes with being a state trooper. The right to retirement. I mean, that retirement. We have our own retirement system. Uh, being a state trooper is a great place to be uh, if you if you want to join law enforcement. Awesome. And it's you know it's easy to apply. Uh, the process is a lot faster than what it used to be. They've streamlined that a lot. Our recruitment folks, I worked up there. That's out of the academy, so those folks are amazing too. Uh, it's a great time to be a state trooper. You just got to get in, you gotta apply. You got to apply, <laughs> and um, you know what would you say as you went through school a couple of years ago? Um, you know, what would you say to anybody that's thinking, oh, I don't know, I just, oh, I don't know, like, I, I'm thinking about it, but what would what would you say? Well, I mean, in, in this, in, in our job, it's, it's kind of, if you're coming out of high school, say, and uh, that's a good thing about the patrol is 21 years of age is whenever we start our academy process. So okay. That's a great time to explore um, maybe a, a degree in, in criminal justice or, or attend a, a local university and try to fill that out and to see uh, if that's something you want to want to do or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these local PDs and uh, sheriff's offices don't require you to be 21. They, they can you can start that job at 18. So um, maybe do a uh, pick up a job at a local agency and then if you like it, um, pursue a a, a career with the patrol. Well, you know, and I was talking with, with, with Brett when he was in here the other day and, you know, he said he started as in a, you know, program at uh, Hawking or somewhere and they do have a, a program there, which is great. It's pretty close. And, um, but then he said he started out as a, like a volunteer police, was that auxiliary okay. officer yeah. and a dispatcher, mm-hmm. you know, and just mm-hmm. doing anything he could to get his foot in the door. Right. And so you can still work and right. not, and, and work your way up to that. And we have those programs as well. We have uh, cadet dispatchers, and you can, we have the auxiliary program as well. You can ride along with us, and, and you could uh, get a, a better grasp of what the job is that I way. mean, that seems like just a great way to get yeah. your foot in the door. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're already – and that's what he was saying, like, you know, just having someone take you under their wing and mm. – because you, you think you know everything and you don't know anything, right. you know, when you graduate and whatever. So just the real life experience of that will be fantastic. So, yeah, get with these guys and, and talk with them if you're interested. Oh, you know, I'm sure if, if if somebody wanted to come out and talk with you, you'd probably be like, sure. Like, so we're trying to put an open house together in June. For, oh, great. Yeah, so hopefully I can figure all the logistics out on that. Yeah, just well, for that, just come for back that. and let us, and, okay. and we'll talk Absolutely. about that yeah. if, if you would. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. We we would really appreciate that. Okay, so what has um, well both of you I think have been promoted recently. So tell us a little bit about what that means to you. Um, for me, uh, going from the job as a trooper, it was it was kind of relaxing. Just you're responsible for yourself, and that's it. Uh, okay. As far as day to day operations, 
um, you know, uh, you, you responsible for your safety, uh, as a sergeant. Now I'm, I'm responsible for not only my safety and my well-being, but those around me, um, the troopers that are below me just, to, to make sure they're, they're getting home safely, uh, taking on that responsibility is, uh, um, something that's probably the most, uh, change, I guess, is, is to, to making sure everybody's doing their job the, the, the right way, the safest way, um, that's going to, uh, help them get home safely at the end of their shift. So, yeah. Yeah. And then there, there's, there's more, um, administrative uh, responsibilities as well. Um, uh, when it comes to that promotion, um, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing is the leadership role. Very good. Yeah. He's guiding these guys all the time. Uh, we're, he's teaching them things that, you know, some of the guys on his shift might have a little more time on than him, but he's so good of, with, uh, with showing them a different way to do something, you know, yeah. there's there, I can fold that, that, piece of uh, tarp seven different ways right and and finally knew if i only knew one way i wouldn't know those other seven right you right. have to teach you the other seven that's what he's doing all the time uh he's not going to give himself much credit but the guy is, is phenomenal um as a post commander here i had no idea i had no idea what i was getting into you know you oh, kinda, really well you kind of have you kind of have a general idea <laughs> if you knew what you were doing you wouldn't do it no, right <laughs> right i wouldn't i'd still be working midnight so got it no um you know, you, 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 Sergeant um, Lane was responsible for the four, five, six guys on his shift, uh, which is a huge responsibility. You know, those are men and women and people, and they have families, and yes. you worry about that all the time. Uh, now I multiply that by three because I have to worry about all three shifts. Uh, make it, you know, I know, I know, I'm confident the, that the sergeants are doing their job. Uh, they're doing the best they can, but just I just I always worry about something happening, not because you know of bad people or just accidents happening and somebody getting hurt absolutely and, and just i just worry about our people all the time um but the administrative side of this is not overwhelming yet but it's it's amazing the the, the stuff that i go through in a day and it's not bad stuff just no the, just uh, a lot yes just yeah. the volume of administrative stuff yeah, personnel stuff and yes all that stuff yes so now after your promotions, do you all still get to, to hit the roadways and go out and, and patrol sometimes? I do a little more than he does. He uh, His administrative piece is a little bigger than mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, tr I try to, to stay on the road about a 50-50 split as far as desk work and, and being on the road. Uh, maybe a little more road time than that. But yeah, and that's that's what I'd rather do. Um, I'd rather be on the road. I'd um, I know that's what Brett was saying when he was here the other day was you know, he misses it. So he jumps in the car occasionally and goes yeah. out and patrols. Yeah. And Brett get Brett's good at it too. He won't give himself any credit. No. Uh, no, you know, I got out yesterday. It was a nice day yesterday. Oh, I was, yeah, I was, there was no other supervisors working and I went out and worked with the guys and it's fun. You know, it pays dividends to, for me to be able to show those guys, Hey, I st the old man still got it. I can still, <laughs> I ended up taking, I ended up finding somebody with a warrant yesterday and, and had to take him to jail. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, she knew it, but but anyway, that was the stuff. I don't like to block, put people in jail, but just getting out there and, and meeting the people and you know, helping. And it was fun yesterday. You know, and I was thinking about that, and I mentioned, um, you know, like helping change a tire and things like that. Like, are those all strange things that are taught in the academy? Like, you know, somebody is, you know, you're driving down the road, you see a car pulled over, they need help. Like, how do you know how to do all that stuff that's, to help that's people? It's actually covered in the academy. We have a Is course it? in the academy of just how to change a tire. Yeah, yep. and we're we're expected to maintain a, a fleet of vehicles while we're there. Um, and that includes a tire change and, and any type of regular maintenance that you would do. Because uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys are out there, so. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the weird things that you guys have to do that people would never know about, or, or strange things that that uh, 
that you would be kind of face, I guess. Oh, we could go for days. Huh? <laughs> you probably don't want to hear about most I of it. I told him I wouldn't ask him anything inappropriate. Yeah. I hope that you don't think that is, but I think that's kind of an interesting question. Well, no. I, I think for me, um, a very common occurrence that can be sometimes strange is obviously we, we work a lot of the highways um, and we're trained to stop out with any type of disabled vehicle. So sure. any, any vehicle that's stopped, we stop out with it. So if you've got a little kid or uh, you don't know where the next exit is or rest area, you know, it's, 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 it's oftentimes you pull over to help that vehicle and you find somebody has a, a couple doors open trying to relieve themselves there on the side of the road. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's something I can see that, that, that a that's, lot. It's very common. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's nothing. We and we wouldn't take enforcement or anything on that. No. Uh, and honestly, take, you're happy that that's all it is, right? Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you, and we wouldn't believe how often we do find stuff like that. <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta <laughs> go, especially with little kids. So, yeah. <laughs> how embarrassing would it be if you just had to stop and do that? And the next thing you see, <laughs> the blue eyes <laughs> come behind and walk up on you. Know? That would give you stage fright real fast, oh, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, very good. Um, okay, so let's talk for a minute about, obviously, you all are out patrolling the roads. That's your duty. Um, what are the main things that you all face, whether good or bad, uh, out on the roads? So, unfortunately, with the pandemic, I th- it was it was on the media a lot, the um, – you know, we weren't. We changed our mission a little bit, and the roadways got very unsafe. Uh, really? The number, the number of fatal crashes last year was one of the highest in history. Why? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, and it was nationwide. Uh, that's the way it was across the nation. People um, just losing their minds, well, or there, they're just. There weren't as many as yeah, of us out uh, out and about. Yeah. Uh, you know, when that pandemic first started, we didn't. Nobody knew what. You know, if if, we, if I stopped you for speeding, were you going to you know give it to me, or was I going to give it to you? There was just kind of a. Right. We don't know what we're doing. Nobody really knew what, how to how to go forward. Gotcha. Uh, the governor was on the TV every day talking about it. Uh, nobody knew. So I don't know if that kind of opened the floodgates for people to to, to drive directly. I don't know why. It's, it, and we'll probably never know why. That's um, horrible, though. Yeah. So speeds, high speeds, and people not wearing their safety belts. And it was kids. I don't know if you guys. When I was coming through elementary school, I remember talking about seat belts when you're driving. Yeah. Uh, and last year in Jackson, Benton County, almost 50% of our fatal crashes involved somebody not wearing a safety belt. Really? Uh, which is mind-boggling to me, but... That still happens. I mean, most cars, most newer cars now are going to ding you. To I was going to say, my car. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't move one foot without because right. right. my husband. Oh, I'm going to tell on him. <laughs> He's one of those that gets in, starts driving, and then sure. like puts it. And I'm like, oh, put the seatbelt on before yeah. you start. It drives me crazy. The dinging. So yeah. So safety belt, safety belt. We're, we have, we always we never cut brakes on safety belt enforcement. If you're not wearing your seatbelt and you did something to, for us to stop you, you're getting a citation for wearing your seatbelt. Okay. Just because we've seen so many yeah, bad scenes. It really does. truly right. saves lives. Um, hey, can, I, can I ask a question about that stat you just gave about 50% of fatal car crashes are people that don't wear a seatbelt? So, like, to me, I see that's 50-50 either way. Is there, I don't know, is there something, like, what is the difference? Because... Between, between that 50-50 split, like so, how many of those ones, the fatal crashes that they did not have, have a seat, do you think the seatbelt would have played a significant oh, role? Oh, that's a fair question. Oh, it's, it's hard to tell. That is a great question. And I guess the way I worded that was kind of 
kind of weird. So well, I, I've seen that statistic before. We we had that in a news story recently. Yeah, and the fact that it's a 50-50 split caught my attention. So so for those so it's hard let me explain. So we had 12 uh, fatal crashes uh, with 13 people killed last year in, in Jackson and Benton County. Um so six of those motorists that perished were not wearing their seatbelt. I can't, there's no way to ever imagine for me to be able to quantify how many other crashes we handled where if they weren't wearing their seatbelts, it would have been a fatal crash. Right. So, yeah. So I guess it's kind of, uh, it's hard to, it's hard for me to wrap my mind to be able to explain it to you. Um, Is it easier to quantify had they had their seatbelt on, they perhaps would have lived? They could have. I mean, but you never know. You don't, you don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, most time we, we try to backtrack that crash and kind of uh, put the puzzle back together. Um, but but just to know that you know they they had a chance to to survive that crash if they would have been wearing their seatbelt is the message that we're sending. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like uh, we just had a story <clears throat> yesterday, and I live out by the Honda shop, so Clary Road's right right across the street from me. And I shouldn't tell you where I live, <laughs> should I? Um, but there was a head on, and it looked horrible. It, it was a like it looked ridiculously horrible, and nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how vehicles are made so much better than they were. 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the technology is amazing. Uh, I guess. And I'm sure that they were wearing their seatbelts. Sure. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're doing all the right things, your chances of survival are so much better. Oh, yeah. Then if I'll let Russ talk about um, what April we're going to, what April is for. Uh, here's the photo from that. Crash oh, yeah. There's Jennifer that crash talking I'm talking about. about. I mean, and they just walked away mm-hmm. like nothing. Yeah. So we didn't investigate this crash, but I, Sergeant Landers probably going to talk about what may have caused some of this. You know, I don't know what happened in this crash, but yeah, it was like really early, like in the really early morning hours. I was, hours, going, home so. at, I was going home at six, uh, around the sixth time, and then I, I guess when it, we first got the call uh, was that. But like like LT said, though, the sheriff's office, I believe, handled that particular crash, but uh, it was early. Um, as he was talking about there in April, as a as a whole statewide, we're going to be focused on distracted driving. Um, okay. Is, is, is our enforcement uh, focus. Um, Which is a pretty broad statement. Right. Distracted driving. Right. Right. It really is. And a lot of times it results in crashes that, that you, you have your left of centers, you're um, leaving the lane of travel that you're in, that, that, that those crash causing violations are often due to distracted driving. So sure. um, just, just more emphasis on putting the phone down. And, and it's so hard because when we do everything on our phones nowadays. We do. Um, and you think, oh, it's just one text message. I'll right. do that real quick. And well, I mean, we're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, we're all guilty of it yep. and should not do it. And my husband uh, left this morning to deliver for the brewery. And that was my second statement after I told him I loved him was do not text and drive <laughs> because he's so busy. And I know that he tends to feel like he has to, sure. You know, and I'm like, don't do it. It's not worth it. Right. So that one text, you're driving almost a football field while you're looking down at your phone. That's um, insane. Mm-hmm. Like four seconds. Yep. 55 yep. miles an hour, you're driving a football field. Yeah. And that's a 55. All right. For around 35. Yeah. And who drives 55? Exactly right. Yeah. You yeah. guys know. I do. Right. I do. <laughs> do you? Yes. Good for I you. Well, unless I'm in 60, so. <laughs> and I can do 60. So. No, um, so distracted driving. Explain distracted driving. I mean, obviously cell phones, but it could be other things as well. Yeah, any type of um, uh, distraction inside a vehicle would be distracted driving. Rather, you're you're poking on your GPS, you're changing your radio station, 
um, any any type of distraction that's going to pull you away from what's important at that time, which is focusing on the roadway. You know, and I blame these car companies a little bit for this <laughs> stuff because, I mean, you know, my car is a 14, so it's not nearly as, like, high-tech mm. as, like, a lot of people's vehicles. And I still am like, there's so many buttons and <laughs> no. screens and stuff. And I'm like, my gosh, like, what happened to where you just reached over and turned a knob and something happened? You didn't like, drop your cassette tape. To- yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> or I ate my cassette tape while I was driving right. and I was like, no. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, or or better yet, the 8-track. Oh, yeah. That's before my time. He wouldn't, he never wouldn't know about yeah. that. So I was just asking James over here, who's also a baby, um, about the movie My Girl Yesterday. Do you remember that movie? I remember With the Ma- song. Macaulay Cal- yeah. Culkin. And like, so anyway, and he was like, never heard of it. Never <laughs> seen it. And I'm like, you've never seen My Girl. Oh, my gosh. And then he's like, like three or four years old when that came out. Again, I'm like, but it was like a huge oh, hit. Yeah. I remember it. So it it cost him like $18, $17 million to make, and it did like 200 and some million dollars at the box office. Right. So anyway. None of that but, was my money. <laughs> so when we talk about eight tracks, he's like, I have yeah. no idea. So. We just, I just bought, I'll get it, we're getting off top. I just bought a 1978 uh, Airstream camper my wife and I did. Oh, it's immaculate. It's fun. Yeah. My 16-year-old wanted to sleep in it last night because it was warm, and I'm like, oh, we got to clean it up first. But yeah, it's pretty neat. They, he probably wouldn't he wouldn't know what an airstream. No, clue. Is. no. <laughs> I don't know what an airstream trailer is. <laughs> we, Only we the new a, ones. We Not- had a client, an advertising client, a couple of years ago that was an airstream company that did like the real fancy one. Man, those yeah. things are oh, like the yeah. the new ones. Like, oh, yeah. oh my god, and they are expensive. They are so expensive. <laughs> Uh, even the old ones are, but yeah, you, you haven't lived till you've seen like the avocado green airstream, like, you know, curtains and the, all that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. But anyway, um, okay. So obviously distracted driving. So we're going to focus on that for the month of April. And, um, how are you going to do that? Well, we have a lot of, um, federal funding. Um, it's going to be able to, um, allow us to have some troopers out in the roadway that usually aren't out in the roadway at that time. So okay. a lot of overtime available for these guys to, to work and, and focus on that violation alone. So they're going to be out looking for yeah, you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, And then that's that's the thing. we got some stats here uh, as far as uh, crashes that have involved uh, distracted drivers since 2017, I believe. Um, statewide, 64,108 uh, distracted driving crashes. Um, and, what? Yep, and that, in our district alone, which is southeastern Ohio, um, two thousand five hundred and fifty of those crashes. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, and the distractions, anything that takes your d- takes your uh, attention off of driving. Yeah. It could be reaching back. Oh, sorry. It could be reaching back to move your coat or something. Yeah. As soon as you take your eyes and hands off the wheel, that's a distraction. And listen, we we're all guilty of that. And then you think, why did I do that? That right. was really stupid. You got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. It's um, And it, this is my thought about the whole thing. And don't even get me started about the funeral processions because, mm-hmm. ooh, that makes me so mad when people will not pull over. But um, Which it is a law, by the way. <laughs> Ask them. Um, because I had them look it up one time. Um, there is nowhere you have to be that is that important. Mm-hmm. Or no text message that is that important. It's really not right. Or there's nothing that that is worth your life or someone else's life. No, it's not. So just think about that before you do it. So easy not to do it. I know, but we all think we're so important. Especially young kids too. It's just. They apps. They they definitely live on their phones. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, these fifteen to twenty. You know, twenty. You know, 
low twenties. That that age bracket, they uh, it's, it's it's a hard task to ask them to put their phones down. Sure. And uh, that's 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 our biggest drive is in getting these young drivers to understand the importance of that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna focus on it in April. <laughs> That's we'll right. be there. We'll find it. <laughs> They'll find you. <laughs> All right. So um, as much as I hate to talk about it, let's talk about some of the other, um, I guess, traffic safety issues um, that you all face on on the day-to-day. So OVIs, uh, mm-hmm. people driving impaired, um, never understand it. Uh, we, again, we've been talking about it since the 70s probably, yeah. uh, the education behind it, our education. And we talk about it and educate and the prom promises and the, you know, the prom details that we're going to do. Um, you'll never understand it. Uh, the one thing that we're facing now is that, and with, from the Jackson Police Department uh, all the way out to all of us are dealing with um, drug overdoses and drug yeah. drugged driving. Um, the Highway Patrol is looking into doing what's called a green lab. Or um, for so people being impaired by marijuana, we'll be able to test for that right on the, you know, we'll be able to test for it within their saliva. This things we're looking into. Um, marijuana impaired driving is not a joke. Uh, you know, there's labels on everything that you take, whether it be prescription pills or, or you know, medical marijuana, alcohol. All of them tell they tell you that it affects your ability to drive. Sure. Um, but I don't know how else to, to, and we we just keep educating the public. Sure. Uh, just reminding them that, you know, if, if, if you take these things, you ingest these things, you, you're probably not safe to drive. If, you, if you, any type of impairment uh, is something that we, we take serious and we, we take enforcement on. Well, it's such a catch-22 because typically you have a couple of beers or you get high or whatever you do, and you think you're fine because you're high. <laughs> and it's really hard. So you, you've lost that judgment at that mm-hmm. time. So it's just this whole vicious circle right. of um, – you know, not being able to control yourself. If you think about that ahead of time and you know you're going to be that way, designate that person to, to be the driver that's not going to drink uh, when you go out. you just got to be responsible if, if you are going to drink, but there's nothing wrong, wrong with drinking. No, it's not against gotta, the law. you got to pick somebody else to drive you home. Right. Uh, and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, just call a friend, do something. Right. Um, you know, sometimes stuff happens and you make stupid decisions. But I know a lot of bartenders that have driven people home yep. because they don't want them out on the right. road. So, you know, that's a whole other issue. All right. So we don't want you to, to be distracted and we don't want you to be impaired driving. Um, what would be some of the other um, – let's talk about speeding. I mean, is that still a thing? Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. So, and, and but I like, what is you know? I, I guess you know. I, you know, I see a trooper, and so does everybody, and they slam on their brakes. And, you know, then you're going thirty miles an hour down the highway because you get all paranoid and whatever. But you know, I mean, when you say speeding, are you talking about they're going two miles over the speed limit, or are you talking about they're like going a hundred down the highway kind of thing? Well, if you're going two miles over the speed limit, you're not wearing your seatbelt. We're stopping. <laughs> Now, seatbelt enforcement is so such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Speed limit is absolute. There's no leeway. There's no. Everybody always talks about. You know, I thought you'd give us five. No, if you're speeding, you're speeding. Yeah. Um, and and we have to, as a state, as a as a country, really. Uh, speed killed us last year uh, with the fatal crash that I was talking about. Really. And and I didn't print the number, but the number of citations the Highway Patrol wrote uh, issued. For over a hundred miles an hour last year was astronomical. Yeah, like it was like a thousand percent higher than ever before. That's probably because of the pandemic. 
But why are people just blown off well, steam or what? There, there the was thing? a long period of time where there was there was very little traffic stops made by us, um, you know, and, and that that reason why they just thought they know. could just do whatever yeah. they wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, I dang paid. it! When was that? I wish I <laughs> no, it was back kidding. when I paid ninety nine cents for gas. Then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be driving hundred miles an hour down the highway now because mm-hmm. you can't afford to. That's right. Yeah, as that gas gauge goes this way real mm-hmm. fast. But, um, okay, so, yeah, speeding, speeding, so don't do it, and certainly don't be, like, you know, I mean, I know there's some cars out on the highway that would be real fun to drive real fast, but don't do it. There's a place for it. There's it's called a, a racetrack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there really is. Uh, the, you know, if they have those cars, they're not going to outrun our radios if they're trying to get away. And then we, we really take a, a serious uh, step back if somebody is trying to get away. It, it depends upon the, serious of the seriousness of the crime. Um, you know, we, we, it just depends on what's going on and whether we pursue or don't pursue. Um, but our radios are way faster than those tires. If you're, right. if it's a serious crime, right. you know, we, our communication is way ahead of those cars. And what you don't understand too, or maybe you haven't thought about is, you know, they're all connected, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the local police and the sheriff and the, right. I know I called, um, uh, Brett Hinch one day about something that had happened at the restaurant and he's like, Hey, I'm following a pursuit. I, I'm I'm monitoring a pursuit, uh, not by here, but by somebody, and I'll call you right back. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. But yeah, so they're you all talk to each other and help each other out, and that's fantastic. In our aviation section, uh, it's out of Columbus and Cleveland, and there's probably one more. But I know for sure we call our Columbus aviation section pretty quick uh, to get it's a like helicopter, yeah, a helicopter or a plane, plane up. Yeah, you, and you're definitely not going to outrun <laughs> oh, them. Those, those guys are phenomenal, too. Not going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah, don't don't think for five seconds that that's going to be a thing. All right, so DUI checkpoints. Let's talk about that for a minute. So so I guess the, are they, the question always is, why do you guys still do this? You don't arrest any drunk drivers out of that. It's not, so if we had come across an impaired driver, obviously we're going to take care of that situation. But it's more about the education and letting the people know why we're out here and letting people know it's still a serious crime, that it still happens. And it's not like it was in the 80s where a guy would go out and drink 15, 18 beers and drive. Uh, you know, <laughs> it happens. It still happens today. But but just getting that out there and, and letting letting the public know that, you know, drinking and driving is still a problem. You know, it's never going to go away. But the medications and the pill and the uh, – Illicit drugs, yeah. something that we're still seeing too, and then the mixture thereof right. yeah, is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's more, it's an education thing as long as, uh, along with it's a it's an enforcement detail. Uh, you know, we need to get out there and talk to people, let them know why we're doing what we're doing, and just passing out that information is huge. Maybe making them. them think for five minutes, sure. you know, before they do something. And I'll tell you, this mixture of stuff, you know, you know, and owning a brewery and of owning owned a restaurant and all of that stuff, you know, you can have somebody come in perfectly fine and then the next minute yeah. they're just comp- 100% the other way and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, that was not the half a beer they mm-hmm. just drank. Yeah. Like something else is going on here. Yeah. But you still got to be like, sorry. Right. Hit the yeah. road, Jack, because I'm not going to be responsible yeah, for that. Yeah. So, anyway, um, okay. So DUI checkpoints, more of a um, obviously, if you're if you're dumb enough to drive through one, I guess, <laughs> then you're going to get it. But more about an education that makes sense. Yeah. It's a good PR uh, exercise too. It's I mean, just just getting out and talking to folks. Yeah, in that FaceTime, it's it's always good for us and it's good for the public too. Yeah, yeah. love that. Okay, um, so. 
Speaking of, um, we mentioned drugs a little bit. Um, what I've heard this whole, you know, 35 is a drug pipeline and, you know, it is just horrible because it's just like kind of the, it's the road that gets you to other, other roads. Is that number one, I guess, is that true? Or maybe you can, can or can't answer that, but you know, how, what are you all doing with this drug transporting, uh, or I don't know what the word is for it, uh, situation. Transporting works. We interdict, we interdict drugs all over the state. Uh, it doesn't have to just specifically be U.S. 35. Uh, we have um, canine officers and, and men and women that specifically focus on drug trafficking uh, violations to where they're hooked in with, you know, I don't know who they are, but, but the information that's flowing across, you know, local agencies or us or the FBI or the DEA, those guys are all communicating all the time and trying to monitor and, and slow down the flow of Once those Once again, drugs. they're all working together. Yeah, it's so amazing what those guys do. But, you know, our drug interdiction, the, the men and women that work on 35, 23, 50, uh, 33, those guys do that all the time, all, all day, every day. Uh, they're looking for, for violations and just, just um, indications that these people are real nervous for just getting stopped by, the police, by, the, by a state trooper. That there may be something else going on. We're all trained, and and you know I know he was because I was there uh, <laughs> to look beyond the stop, look beyond that front plate. There's more to okay. more to what's may there may be more to what's going on than what you initially see when you walk up to the car. Like they were five miles over the speed limit, you pull them over, but they're freaking out. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that. There's yeah, maybe 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 or yeah. maybe maybe they're just having a guilty been, conscience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be me. <laughs> we're trying though to, to ask those questions to kind of find I out did why. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so in our training and, you know, the guys that trained him and trained all of, you know, that stuff just keeps getting passed down and we keep getting more knowledgeable as we go. So that's not going away either. We're going to keep building on that. <laughs> but, sure. but to answer your question, the 35 is is a, uh, it's a dirty road, I guess, when it comes to. Dirty road. I like the, when, I like that. When it comes to, to that, I mean, that's, but it's, it's just, it's just the easiest route from your, your biggest areas, your Dayton's, your Columbus's down to the Charleston's and, and West Virginia's. Uh, sure. Or Huntington, West Virginia, so. Um, but yeah, it, and, and our guys do a great job at it. Not only our our interdiction team, but uh, we have a couple guys that that work out of the Jackson Post that are, are phenomenal at, at drug interdiction. Um, we have one guy on, on afternoon shift that does a, a great job. Um, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be involved with that special interdiction team. Um, our field troopers do it every day as well. So, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I just can't even imagine putting like a, a ginormous bunch of drugs in a vehicle and trying to like drive it. Like I would just be a mess. Like, I'd be crying and <laughs> there's yeah, no that's, way. That's something else too. I think it's negatively influenced that, that sector um, as far as the, the pandemic, because we, we really, I don't think we've had an uptick on uh, the, uh, the amount of stops, but the, the quantity I think we're seizing is a lot more. I see. Oh, um, that's scary. Yeah, because they, they've been they've been more laxed as far as uh, not being stopped as much. And now that we're starting to get back in the, into the into the grind, uh, we're seizing a lot more than what we were used to season. Yeah, don't mess around Jackson County. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> but what are the drugs that you're seeing out there? Fentanyl is huge right now. But isn't that terrifying for you all? Because mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a tiny pin drop is like could be fatal. Mm -hmm. And that's so what how I talk do you? About. That's what worries me so much when I'm not here. Yeah, I worry about one of our guys. You know, that's the accident that 
you know, somebody accidentally or finds it and then accidentally pops up and gets in their mouth. Uh, we take a lot of precautions. We don't test any of that stuff on the side of the road anymore. Okay. We used to have little tests. We probably saw it on cops. If you ever watched cops as a kid, they'd put it in there and shake the pop okay. the glass and shake it and find out what it was. We don't do any of that anymore just because it's, we don't know none of the, nobody in the division knows what we're dealing <coughs> with me. until it's tested later. So, okay. So, but you know it's something. It's, yes. It's well it probably you figure it's right. something. Yes. So the fentanyl is big right now. We're finding a lot of fentanyl. Methamphetamines has been has been big historically, and heroin is, is what we're finding. So how do you know? I mean, I guess you don't have to know alongside the road what something is per se. You just know it's a drug and they shouldn't be having it and you're under arrest because you have a whole bunch of drugs. Sure. Um but how do you know like what is what? Are you trained for that, or you don't know? Well, it's just real experience. Just seeing, okay. just seeing it, um, you know, and it kind of you kind of get an idea of what what is what. And then most folks, I mean, it, they'll they'll tell you a lot of times what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that, that's 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 usually just a, the experience you've had and seeing it. And as far as charges go, we we rarely uh, process charges until we have that positive lab result mm-hmm. of what that drug actually is. Um, so yeah. That makes sense. So let's talk about um, dogs for a minute. Do y'all utilize um, patrol canines or, yes. or that kind of thing? So that's like so cool to me, but so like, um, I guess those canines have to, that's scary for them. Oh, and, and, you know, they are police officers yes. and don't mess with them. Yeah. Well, for a long time, we didn't have uh, canines that were trained to apprehend. They didn't bite. They just would smell the car uh, for the illicit okay. drugs. Okay, so, so oh, like a drug dog, if right, you would. Yeah. Okay, but they're not going to chase after you. Right. So now they're cross trained. Some of them are cross trained. Okay. To where they do the drug interdiction, where they smell the drugs, or they can track somebody that's ran away, or they can do what's the third one I'm missing? Track, smell, hide and locate. Yeah, so they can yeah they can locate some like a building search and stuff like that. Oh. So yeah, so drugs. Apprehension, like bite them if they're running away, and then the locate them if they're hidden away somewhere. Isn't that insane that they can do that? Yeah. So, Wilson had a dog, and I'm pretty sure it was Wilson. I may be getting it wrong. We had a little foot pursuit here years ago, and our we used to have body mics on our belts. Well, the trooper that was chasing him, it fell out. So, the Wilson canine, and I, I'm pretty sure it was Wilson. He came back, and he said, Which way did you guys go? And we told him, and he walked down, and that dog. Went right to where the body mic was, and we found it and got our equipment back. And I don't know, you know, it <laughs> wasn't a thousand dollar loss, but he, you know, he took us right to that body yeah. mic and got it back. Isn't that cool? Those dogs are amazing. They, they are. are. They I are. mean, they are just, and they're so brave, and they, they just are. are so selfless. Yep. Um, we don't deserve them. I say that all the time. <laughs> but so, what would be um, instances where I guess you kind of explained it, but other instances where you would use a dog? So that article search. Uh, we've we've also used them, uh, or they've been utilized. If someone were to throw something out of a car that we were behind, okay, uh, stop and find that. Maybe it was a weapon. Uh, we also have um, bomb sniffing canines up oh. in the state house that can assist at schools and things like that. OSU games. OSU, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Our canines too. They they they're, they're used at the uh, your local prison institutions, um, Ross Ross County RCI CCI SOCF. All three use our dogs. Okay. Yeah. So does does the um, Jackson Post have a dog per se, or is it like the Highway Patrol has dogs and they get called out? So right now we have two canine officers that are assigned to the Jackson District. So they go from 
up in the top of Ross County down to to Gallia County or, okay. or Ironton that they can work anywhere. And they they schedule themselves in different areas depending on trends and and who needs help and okay. just what's going on. But I'll bet they could be utilized to help find a, a missing person oh, too. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. You know, whether it be a child or or mm-hmm. someone you yep. know that uh, has Alzheimer's or whatever, that would be amazing as well. All right. So, well, this has been so fun talking with you all today. We appreciate it. Um, So what are some of the things that maybe you would like our viewers to know that we did not discuss today? So if you have, I don't, if you know of anybody, um, if you have a family member, anybody that you know that is of the age, you know, is 20 years old, up to 35, encourage them, ask them, come see us, get on the Highway Patrol's website, whatever you, however you, the best way for you to get on to apply to be a state trooper. Um, don't think you can't do it. Uh, there's so many men and women who probably thought that, that, that never tried. Yeah. You're never going to know until you try. Um, we're all, we, we, we are looking for, we need state troop. We need some help. Um, okay. just because, and I don't, and who knows why, uh, the numbers are down. You know, there's a big retirement push. And I don't know if it's a baby boomer, baby Maybe, boomers yeah. or what, but you know, uh, retirements are happening faster than we're getting people coming in, yes. and the pandemic slowed us down as well. Yes. There weren't recruit, there weren't classes coming through because the academy was closed. So mm-hmm. we're behind on everything as far as getting, and was, that period of time really slowed us down. But our academy classes are starting back up. There's a local kid that I know that I talk to about once a month that's scheduled to go into the next class. Good. Um, I'm staying in constant communi- communication with him. You know, I've offered to run with him. The kid's in phenomenal. He'd he'd kill me if I ran with him. You know? <laughs> he'd have to come pick me up. But but no. So those things, those contacts. If you know anybody, call the post. Call me. Call call us. Okay. Um, we can get you lined up online. You know, we have things on our phones now to where we can on the side of the road. If you're interested, I can plug all your information, email address in there, and I can send it to our recruiters, and they'll call you in a couple days. Okay. I mean, it's that quick now. Wow. But, yeah. So now I can't overemphasize the the pay is good, the benefits are good. You know the retirement system, and you you know if you we get a don't really require much special either. Just mm-hmm. high start school a process diploma. at twenty, high school diploma or GED, and uh, okay, no high school diploma, and uh, that's there's no special education. You don't need any, don't need a, a degree. Um, it helps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. if you've had some some absolutely. schooling, yeah. learning codes, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're ahead of the game. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, come in. We'll start. Put you in the academy. What about women? Let's talk about that for a minute. So we have, so we have two, um, two girl, two women that are assigned here, um, two troopers that are assigned here. The work day shift, um, they they do everything. We, I mean, there's no, we don't have, we don't see the line. Okay, like she's a trooper. Yeah, you know, not. I don't mean that she's just a trooper, but there's no line. I mean, we yeah. take I men, wanna, women. I wouldn't want to fight either one of them. No, <laughs> no, no. they're both moms. And, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, mess. You don't, mess, just don't mess with them. No, but there's no line. Um, same, uh, same academy, same everything. Same Everything's yep. the same. So same uh, qualifications mm-hmm. and all that. Okay. Yep. Very good. So if you're a woman, uh, don't feel like that's something you can't do because it totally is. Yes. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Well, sergeants, uh, Russ Lander, of course, Aaron Morgan, thank you so much for spending your morning with thank us. You so much. We appreciate you. And hopefully, no offense, I don't see you. <laughs> That's fine. Other than like in this kind of situation. That's right. We'll be back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, come back and uh, let us know about your open house and yes. all those fun things. Thank you so much. Okay. Hey, we should have them. I'm going to make you read the cycle search clue. It's a, it's a good one today. So don't forget that the you know about the cycle search. 
He's not a Jackson guy. He doesn't know about disciples. Okay. Well, Russ does. (laughs) Um, So you can win this dirt bike up here. Um, One lucky listener, of course, will win that KO 250 dirt bike with an accessories package. Thanks to Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. Today's clue is brought to you by Jenkins Care Community and Max Residential Heating and Cooling. So just to let you know, there is a key packet hidden somewhere within like an eight county radius <laughs> and we give clues every day and when somebody finds that key packet they win the dirt bike really yeah so this is the clue for today so you guys have to read it go ahead i'll let the, you go let, let the jackson okay. native read it yeah <clears throat> all right the clue is there's been a lots of clues i messed it up i think there have been a lots of clues but not too much yet the road most traveled will help you not to fret. I'll read one more time. There have been lots of clues, but not too much yet. The road most traveled will help you not fret. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> we had a big sign the other day, was in it? So, big sign, road most traveled. I got it. Just saying. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get it now. <laughs> my grandma, when I, when, I, when I grew up, my grandma would sit by the radio every day. And, and listen to that? And handwrite each clue. You have to pay yep. attention yep. because you. what happens is, I know you didn't grow up here, but you have to like take bits and pieces from each clue, and then you start like putting them together. Okay. So, But it, it's been going on now for how many weeks are we into, James? Uh, we started on Valentine's Day. So, yeah, a month and a half. Seven weeks like seven. Yeah. So... Yeah, one of these days it's coming. Somebody's gonna find it. Road most traveled. What's the road most traveled? Do you guys know? Thirty-five. That's it. That's it. It's gotta be. We'll see. We'll see if you're right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for spending your morning with us. Uh, we appreciate it, and come back and see us anytime. Thank you so Thanks. much. Of course. All right. And tomorrow, James, what do we have going on tomorrow? I know it's something. Well, important. tomorrow we have someone from the board of. Uh, developmental disabilities coming in to speak. And That's right. We are going to take a tour of Marvin's Gardens, and you'll get to see our visit to Marvin's Gardens and all the beautiful flowers and all the fun stuff that they have going on right there. And a special guest. What's her name? Rosie. Rosie. You'll get to meet Rosie. I thought you meant Amanda. I thought I was well. Amanda will be there too. She's <laughs> special too. So, all right. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you right back here tomorrow on your TGIF. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.